You know, there have been a lot of really strong men in the world and in time as over history as we look at it and think about it. There's been people with, that have done amazing feats. I want to tell you about one. Uh, you may or may not have ever heard of him. At one time, he was one of the, probably the, considered the strongest man in the world. His name uh, is George Olson of Denmark. And uh, let me just share a couple of his feats just so you understand how strong this guy really was as you look at it and as you think about it. He held at one time 14 Guinness Books of World Records. He can deadlift 1,000 pounds. He once pulled a bus single-handedly. He let his girlfriend walk over his gut while she was on a 9,000-pound elephant. He once lifted 704 pounds with one finger. But his most spectacular stunt was... Have, was when he held a helicopter to the ground, even though its blades were whirling and it was trying to take off. And that stunt got him a part in a James Bond movie, uh, as he had the opportunity to do that. But if you asked his friends and if you talked to the people who knew him best, they didn't talk about all these amazing feats of strength and the things that he did. What they talked about was his kindness and the kind of dad that he was. That's what impressed them more than anything, more than all this powerful strength and the things that are there. You see, we, we live in a time when every, guys want to be strong. You know, we want to be a man's man. We want to be the kind of person that people can look up to and we fit in and we can do all that kind of things. And in, in our minds, we like to be able to know that we can fix anything. Any problem, any situation, whatever comes up, we can take care of it. We certainly don't need to call a repairman. We'd rather pay four or five times as much as what it would cost to repair what we broke while we were repairing that stuff that was going on. You know, we, we want to be strong. We want to be there and be a part of the things that were going on. But there's a lot of, there's a strength that is far, far more important and greater than any physical feats that we might perform. And the problem in our day is that there's fewer and fewer men who are willing to seek that kind of strength in their life. David was a man that was extremely strong. Not just physically, obviously he was. He fought many battles. He was a great warrior. He did a lot of things with physical strength. But his greatest strength was his understanding of his relationship with God. He wasn't perfect. We all know that. But he knew who he was in God. His strength was in the reality of who God was in his life and what God meant to him in the things that were going on. We don't see a lot of that anymore. The, the home is absent of so many strong men. And, and let me just share again some, a few statistics with you. 75% of all the long-term uh, prisoners in correction facilities had no father in their home. 85% of all rapists come from homes without a father in their home. 85% of Kids who are behavioral problems and have disorder, behavioral disorders come from homes with no father in the home. 85% of the kids who are in our state institutions come from homes where there's no father present in the home. About 20 million children, one out of every four, have no father in their household in, our, in the United States of America. And I could go on and on. The statistics go on and beyond those things that are just horrifying because 
we're missing men who are willing to be men of God. David gives us some examples. And in Psalm 32, we read, I think there's three things that will stand out there. And we're just going to hit them quickly. But I'm going to read that chapter. And then we're going to talk about them for just a few moments together as we have the opportunity to do that uh, and to see. And guys, it's not just for guys. Every one of us need this kind of strength. Every one of us need to be these kind of people. That's true. No matter what kind of sermon may be going on, this is God's word, and it applies to every one of us, and always in, every time, in everything that we do. But men, we need to be men, but men of God. It doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter what all your accomplishments may be. The world may give you more acclaim than it's ever given any man, but if you live without God in your life, and you don't present your family before God, then you're a miserable failure. And I'll just say that point blank. Because nothing matters more than what we do with God in our life and how we live that life before our families and before a world around us as we look at it. Let's stand together as we listen. This is David speaking as he writes this psalm, the 32nd psalm. I'm going to read the entire psalm. So just follow along with us as I look. How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely, in a flood of great waters, they will not reach him. You are, not, you are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with the songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose trappings include bit and bridle to hold them in check. Otherwise, they will not come near to you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, loving kindness shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones, and shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, I just pray that in these few moments that we have left that you would take these verses and, and what they have to say to us and that you would let them penetrate deep into our lives and, and we would understand what it means as we work together to be the kind of people of God that we need to be, the kind of men we need to be in our homes as godly men, men who put you before everything and everyone. God bless these moments. Bless your word, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, three things, as I mentioned, stand out in this as we look together and as we think about it. The first one that we found in the first five verses of this chapter talk about the fact that strong men admit their weakness in sin and their weaknesses that are there. They're not afraid to acknowledge, I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes. I do, I'm not perfect. I don't do the things that I always ought to do as we look at it. And, and that's what he talks about here as we look at it. Paul understood this, for he said, in my weakness is when I'm strongest. 
Because he understood that when we acknowledge our weakness is when we most depend upon God. As long as we think we've got it under control, as long as we think we can do it, that we don't need any help, then we're weak because we can't get it done. No matter how strong we may be, we can't do all the things that we need to do. It's only when we come to that place in our life when we acknowledge, I need God more than I need anything else. And if I'm going to be successful as a husband, as a father, as a person in this world, if I'm going to live the kind of life that glorifies God and honors one another in the things that we do, I need to be a person who recognizes my own weaknesses. Jana showed me a, a little devotional this morning out of a, a book uh, about, I forgot the name of it. Do you remember the name of the book? It's about devotion uh, questions that the kids ask. It's a little children's devotional book as you look at it and uh, as talk about it. And it was about a king, a, a Viking warrior named Canute. And he became king over England and over Scandinavia and the things that were there. And he wanted to teach his people a lesson. And so he went out to the shoreline, the ocean, and and with his people around him, gathered around a number of people, and he stepped out into the water, into the beach area, so that he could be there where the tide is, and he said, waves, be still. It wasn't because he has an egomaniac, it wasn't because he thought he was God, but he wanted to give a lesson. And as the waves began to come in, and his feet got covered with the water, he looked at his people and he said, there is only one who deserves to be king. No man. God is the only king there is. And he took off his crown and it said that he never wore it again. But he placed it on a crucifix on the head of the Lord Jesus so that his people would understand. No man is worthy of worship. No man is so strong that he doesn't need God. No man is so above everything else that he doesn't have, need to have a sense of humility before God and acknowledge, I am nothing apart from God in my life. I need him in every aspect, in every part of my life, in all that I do, in all that I'm being a part of as I look at. David in this psalm talked about, you know, it's been hot. I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but uh, it's been hot. If you haven't, then you might need to go and need the doctor this week. But uh, it, it's hot. And that, hot, that heat just saps your strength. I mean, you're out in it very long, and it doesn't take long. You can think, man, I'm, I'm strong, I'm young, I'm burly, and I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about some of you guys. But, I, you know, we can do, we just think about what we can do. We're strong, and we can deal with that. But you get out in that heat. And you spend just a little bit of time out in that heat, and it just pulls the strength out of you. You know, even the, more, little, the moisture that we've had, it doesn't take long for the, this heat and the wind with it to just pour that moisture out of, of the land again and out of that which is going on. It, it just saps you. And that's what he talked about in those first five verses. He said, my sin has caused me to be like one who has had their strength just pulled out of them like the heat of the summer. 
See, when we harbor sin in our life, when we, when we don't confess that sin, when we don't deal with our weakness and admit to God that we need Him and that we want Him, it's, David was saying it, it's just like God takes away, uh, it just removes all of our strength and all of our energy and all of our motivation. It takes away from us the joy and the victory of our life. It, it removes those things from us as we look at it. But when we confess our sin, when we give that sin over to God, when we give our weakness over to God and just admit, you know, I need you, God. I can't do this without you. I can't be the kind of person that you want me to be in my life without you being the master of my heart and my mind. I need you, God. I, I bow before you. I acknowledge without you I am nothing. None of us want to say that because we all want to feel like we're something. But guys, unless we become the kind of men that can bow our spirits before the Father and acknowledge that we need Him more than we need anything else, we're never going to be the kind of husbands, or the kind of fathers, the kind of men at work, the kind of people that we need to be to make an impact for God and for the good of our families. Secondly, he talks about in verses 6 and 7 that strong men understand that their strength comes through prayer. That's what, what he's talking about. He said, I, I got down on my knees and I, and I confessed and I, I acknowledged that I needed God and I dealt with that. Guys, the tallest men in the world are those guys that are on their knees. No one stands taller than a man who's on his knees in prayer. We need to be men of prayer. Not just when we say blessings at a meal or not just when we have some problems in our life and the things that are going on. We need to be men of prayer. We need to pray for our families every single day of our life. We ought to pray for our wife. We ought to pray for our children. We ought to pray if we're old enough and have grandchildren. We ought to pray for our grandchildren. We ought to be praying daily by name. For these people in our family, we've been presenting them before God and asking God to bless their lives and to move in their hearts, helping me to be the kind of dad, the kind of husband, the kind of granddad, whatever it may be. Help me to be the kind of person that they can look to and feel as though they know that they can depend upon me to pray for them. They know they can depend upon me to be there for them and to be the kind of person because I'm not ashamed of the fact that I can't do it myself, but in God I can be the strength that they need to be. And I get that through prayer. Prayer is critical in our lives. Man, we need to be men of prayer. That, that ought to be something that we're known for more than anything else that we're known about. My husband, my dad, my granddad, I knew he, he was a man of prayer. I knew he prayed. Boy, what a testimony. If your children could look at you and say, my dad's a man of prayer. He prays for me. All the times I've heard stories told about people who've come to know Christ, people who've had their lives changed because they knew and they heard and they understood my dad was on his knees praying for me. I heard him over and over and over again praying for me. Man, we need to be men of prayer. That's what David was talking about. His strength came from the power of prayer and the things that are there. He, he understood that the battle that we fight is not just a physical battle. That's what the scripture talks about. We don't fight flesh and blood, but we fight in spiritual avenues. We fight a spiritual warfare that's going on. And the battles that we're fighting, we can't win in our physical strength. The battles that we're fighting, we can't overcome. We can't deal with them in all the talent and all the ability and everything that we have. We will lose every time. It's only when we're on our knees before the Father in prayer 
we have the strength to win the battles that we face in life. And we face them every day. All of us do. But it has to be through prayer, and the power of prayer, that makes all the difference. And thirdly, a strong man understands and seeks God's way and seeks to live it courageously. That's what he talks about in verses 8 through 11. Psalm chapter 1, you'll remember it well. It, it says, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Strong men are men who go to God for their guidance, who seek to know him and his word. And what does he say? And how does, what does he teach us to do? How we're to live? What we're to do? How do we make the decisions that we need to make? How do we live out the life that we're supposed to live? How do we know what we're supposed to be? We seek God's heart. We seek God's word. Psalm 119 is a place you ought to dwell in and camp out in over and over again. It talks, it's a full, longest chapter, and it talks over and over about the word of God and the power of the word of God and what that word of God can do in our lives when we hear it, obey it, and let it be a part. But Psalm 119, 11, you know it well. Hide, I have hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. See, if we don't know God's word, if we don't study God's word, if we don't let that word become a part of who we are and think about what it is, then we can't find ourselves with the strength to overcome those temptations. We can't deal with the things that come into our lives because we're trying to do it in our own strength and we don't have the power of the word of God in our hearts to lead us and guide us and direct us. We need to know God's word, guys. You need to read it. You need to study it. You need to let it become a part of who you are. Hide it in your heart that you might not sin against God. And then you need to be courageous enough that when God gives you guidance and, and tells you this is what you need to do, this is what I have a path for you, this is how I want you to, this kind of husband I want you to be, this kind of dad I want you to be, this is the kind of person I want you to be, this is what it takes to do that, then you need to have the courage to stand up and say, I'm going to follow God's direction, not my own. That's why he goes on and says in Psalm 119, 105, your word is like a light under my path. It teaches me, it guides me along the way I should go. How am I supposed to know what I'm supposed to do if I don't know God's word? If I don't let this word speak into my heart, if I don't let it become a part of who I am and then have the courage to say to God, I can't do what you're asking me to do. I can't follow you in my own strength, but I know by the power of the living spirit that dwells within me, I can be the kind of man you want me to be. I can do the kind of things you've called me to do. I can walk in the path that you've called me to walk. None of us will do it perfectly because none of us are. But that ought to be the motivation, the direction. That ought to be what grips our heart and our minds is that I want to know God's word and I want to follow God's path as we look and as we understand the things that are going on. Our world is filled with weak men who've chosen to be conformed to this world rather than transformed by the word of God, and by the work of God in their life. A strong man will be that person who turns his back upon the ways of the world and says, I will be a man of God, even if I stand alone. 
doesn't matter what my friends think and what the people I run around with and how they speak and talk and what they do and what they expect. I choose God. I choose to walk for Him and to live for Him. I choose to be that light in the midst of the darkness. I will be that kind of a person as it is, regardless of the pressure. A strong man is the one who allows his family not to be influenced, not to be attacked by, not to be changed by the world and to let the world have them and all that they want to do, but is one who battles with everything within them through prayer and through the teaching of the Word of God, I battle for my family. I will spot, go to God over and over again and I will teach my children, I will teach my family the ways of God. They don't need to see the ways of the world. They're, they're all around them. And every time they choose the world, they fall flat on their face. See, it is only the weak people who conform to the world. It takes no strength, it takes no character to live like the world. But it takes strength and character and love and hope to be a true man. To live the way God wants us to live. God wants to take our weakness and make us strong. God wants to use us to make a difference. That's all of us, not just the guys. All of us. Our churches, our families need strong men, but need strong Christians. And the question for all of us, are we willing to be strong? Guys, are we willing to be strong in our homes, in our work, in our recreation? Are we willing to put God before anything else and to seek to know Him and as He conforms us into his, the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, transforms our lives to be men who are not ashamed to confess our weaknesses and our sins before God and seek His forgiveness and His cleansing and His help and His strength. Men who are willing to be on our knees before God in prayer. Understanding that the greatest thing that we can do is pray. And then men who are willing to take the strength of God and the direction of God and the teaching of God in our life and live it out. Day by day. As God has called us to do. That's what God's looking for. It's what God wants in his people as a church. The only way we're going to impact our nation, the only way we're going to impact our city is when God's people, when his church, begin to decide we're going to be strong in the Lord. In the Lord. Would you stand and we're going to pray together and then we're going to have a moment of invitation. After that, we'll have the business meeting that we're talking about. But in this moment, just God, between you and God, if you need to make a public response, then I urge you to do that. We need to be more willing to stand for God and not always just hide our heads and stay in our silent places. If you need to make a public response, trusting Christ, becoming a part of a church, whatever it may be, coming to the altar, then you do that. But if nothing else, in your heart, are you willing this morning to say, God, with your help, I want to be strong. I want to be strong for the kingdom of God and for the sake of my family.
the sake of my church, for the sake of my community. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing this invitation hymn. Father, thank you that you give us the opportunity to be strong. And that throughout time that you have given us examples of, of leaders who are strong, men and women. But since this is Father's Day, especially focus upon the guys, Father, you've, t- you've shown us. Not, none of them were perfect except for Jesus. Every one of the strong men in the Bible, every one of them that, that you called your friend, that you called the person after your own heart, the, the things that you said, that this one walked with you. All these strong men were men who had... Fa- failure in their life, they had faults in their life, but they understood that they needed to get those things before you and acknowledge them and and be forgiven and cleansed over and over when they needed to, that they needed to be on their knees before you in prayer and seeking your heart, your mind, your wisdom, and then they needed to get up and walk in faith, the walk that you'd called them to walk. God help us to be that kind of people, that kind of church, because this city This state, this nation, desperately needs some strong men. May we be those who set the right example. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.